Welcome to another American Bankruptcy Institute podcast. I'm Sam Giordano, ABI Executive Director. Business bankruptcies are on the rise. Chapter 11 bankruptcy filings rose by 91% in the 12-month period ending June 30 of this year, amid a continuing economic turmoil that shows no signs of abating. More than 150 public companies filed during the first eight months of this year, a pace not seen since 2002. The size of the cases, from General Motors to Chrysler to AIG and so on, is without precedent. A record 25 cases this year have assets of more than $2 billion, and many are substantially larger. Moreover, a new breed of cases is taking shape, not just bigger, but faster moving, with a growing trend towards sales over traditional reorganization, and with game-changing governmental stakeholders dominating the process in ways perhaps not contemplated by the code's architects or even our case law history. Can the current law keep pace with today's volatile global economic climate? Is it responsive and flexible enough to meet our needs? Is it time for Congress to revisit not only the 2005 amendments, but engage in the systematic modernization of Chapter 11? Indeed, are the present crisis-driven cases changing the law de facto, even without Congress's participation or assent? These questions and more are on the table at ABI's upcoming symposium on Chapter 11 reform. The symposium brings together some of the most prominent and informed practitioners, judges, and scholars on the commercial insolvency issues being played out every day. The symposium faculty will re-examine the traditional framework of insolvency law against today's headlines and offer the way forward for Congress, hopefully to build a 21st century bankruptcy law. To discuss the symposium today, we have with us the architect of the event, ABI President Bob Keach. Welcome, Bob, to ABI Podcast. Thanks, Sam. The uh, the event has uh, been online for less than a couple of weeks now and already has 85 registrants, so I think you've touched a nerve here. What what are your goals for the symposium? Well, the goals for the symposium are, in light of the events you just described, to look at whether or not now is the time for a uh, fundamental reset, if you will, uh, of Chapter 11. Um, the death of Chapter 11 as we know it has been on people's minds for a while. I mean, Professors Baird and Rasmussen in 2002 wrote a well-known article called The End of Bankruptcy. Uh, witnesses before Congress, you know, as late as last year or a year ago, um, opened their remarks by saying that Chapter 11 reorganizations as we knew them uh, we're dead. Um, we want to look at whether or not that's true uh, in, in light of some of the events you just talked about uh, and explore uh, what could be done legislatively to change that result if indeed change is what uh, is required. The, the time could not be better, and I think, frankly, that's why this uh, conference is generating the substantial buzz that it is. Uh, the General Motors, Chrysler, and Lehman cases certainly have focused people's attention on whether or not the so-called sale model of reorganization is working for all of the various constituencies 
and stakeholders in, in Chapter 11. So we're going to look at the, the fundamental question of whether or not Chapter 11 needs reform, and then we're going to drill down on some very specific topics uh, that go to the very heart of the issues you just described. Um, for example, uh, our opening panel will be about the philosophy of the 1978 code, uh, why it seemed to work at the time, uh, and what has happened since uh, that may have led it to be less effective uh, as a means of fostering reorganizations. Uh, is the failure, as some would call it, to generate reorganizations a product of amendments to the code over time? Is it a product of externalities like changes in secured credit, the credit markets, claims trading, et cetera, as some have claimed? As, as some have claimed. We're going to explore that. We're going to look at whether the most recent amendments in 2005 under the BAP-CIPA um, contributed to uh, the rise in liquidating 11s, as some have claimed. Um, we're going to look at whether or not the, the uh, securities and derivatives industry's success in getting ever-expanding exceptions and safe harbors for financial instruments has contributed to this, and whether or not that's a good or a bad thing. Uh, we're going to look at a substantial wish list uh, of labor issues, uh, labor in particular, uh, the major national unions, think that Chapter 11 is not working for them and are proposing, uh, have proposed and will propose substantial changes. We're going to look at what those changes would mean for Chapter 11. Uh, we're going to look at financing practices in Chapter 11 and whether or not the secured creditors who, as you just, descri as you just described, have come to uh, dominate the process, why that is. Why is there that dominance uh, present? Is it a good thing? What can we do about it if we choose to? We're going to look at the fundamental governance model that was built into Chapter 11, whether the debtor-in-possession model continues to function or whether it should be changed. Uh, we're going to look at the, the issue that's very prominent right now, um, whether or not we should have special rules for companies deemed to be too big to fail. Uh, those companies like uh, AIG, for example, who may pose systemic risk, uh, and what would that and how would we define systemic risk if we wanted to have such an exception? And finally, we're going to look fundamentally at the sale model of reorganization, if you will, uh, embodied by Chrysler and GM, and see whether or not that's working for the various stakeholders in Chapter 11, and and whether or not that needs to be tweaked. So, we're going to take a comprehensive look because uh, the events dictate it. Uh, you've. Uh... Uh, very thoroughly uh, walked through uh, s the panels and uh, some of the issues that they're going to uh, grapple with. And uh, one thing about the program setup is the um, incredible uh, stature of uh, the people that you have uh, asked and have agreed to participate. Can you highlight some of the some of the folks? Um, uh, who are going to be speaking on the panels. Sure, absolutely. I mean, the response um, from our community to this symposium uh, has been remarkable. Uh, and um, I'm very proud of, of the panels that we've been able to assemble. Um, you know, from, ap from uh, academia, uh, we have, you know, Professor David Epstein. Um, we have Professor Jack Williams, uh, Professor Stephen Lubbin, um, we have uh, Professor David Skeel, 
Professor Charles Tabb, um, David, uh, Professor David Gray Carlson, Professor K uh, George Cuny, uh, Professor Adam Levitan, uh, Professor Adler, Professor Baird, uh, Professor J.J. White. I mean, these are the leading sort of bankruptcy scholars in the country, all of whom have written extensively on the topics they'll be talking about. Um, from the judiciary, uh, we have some of the very uh, you know, most prominent judges in the country who have attacked some of these issues in the largest cases. Um, we have Judge Barbara Hauser from Texas, uh, Judge Sanchi from Delaware, who's on our, our panel on derivatives. Judge Sanchi wrote the seminal opinion, uh, actually several seminal opinions in the American mortgage case uh, out of Delaware. Um, Judge Weedoff, who is on our labor panel, who uh, presided over the United Airlines case. Um, judges Gerber and Gonzalez, uh, who are respectively the judges in GM and Chrysler. Uh, and then a, a virtual all-star group of practitioners uh, who have all uh, grappled with these issues in some of the largest cases, not the least of which is our luncheon speaker, Harvey Miller, uh, mm -hmm. who was, of course, lead counsel to General Motors. Um, and uh, Harvey has graciously appeared, not, uh, agreed, excuse me, not to only be our luncheon speaker, but Harvey will also be on our panel uh, on debtor and possession financing and cash collateral. So it's, uh, it, it is a, a, an all-star lineup, and we're very, very proud of it. It's the 1927 Yankees lineup. It's uh, pretty amazing. Um, we should also uh, mention that the event is uh, offered free, uh, to those attending in person. We'll also uh, have it be available over the Internet by a live uh, webcast for a small charge. And and how is it that we're able to uh, to do that from a, from a management standpoint? Yeah, this is another aspect of the, of the program that uh, I'm proud of and that ABI can be proud of. The, the entire cost of this program... Um, is, is being, or I should say all of the costs of this program, are being underwritten by the ABI uh, Anthony H.N. Snelling Endowment Fund. Um, this is an example of the good work that ABI is able to do uh, by virtue of the substantial endowment fund that was uh, left behind by Tony Snelling's fantastic work and which continues to grow due to the fantastic work of Tony's successors. So we, ABI will be footing the cost of this symposium through the endowment fund. Uh, the, the reason that's, I think, critically important is that this symposium is really designed for a different audience uh, than the one that might typically attend one of ABI's 30-plus you know, conferences around the country. We intend uh, that this, this audience will include uh, staff from the key committees on the Hill, both on the Senate and House sides, uh, representatives from lobbying groups in Washington, uh, representatives from uh, business and labor, uh, as well as academics, students, practitioners, uh, and uh, others who are you know, key stakeholders and interested parties in this debate. But in order to attract that diverse audience, in order to, in order to reach out directly to the policymakers who will actually address this legislation, making this a, you know, a free conference was, in my mind, critical and the contributions of the endowment fund make that possible. And what what is your uh, hope or expectation about uh, what we do or what's the afterlife for the product uh, 
uh, of the uh, of the conference, the papers and the the rich dialogue that undoubtedly is going to go on in all of these uh, all star panels of presenters. Uh, sure, I mean the the idea, uh, the really ultimate goal of this program is to generate a body of work, um, both through the papers written by the panelists, through the transcript of the actual discussion at the symposium, and and follow up contributions by the community to create a body of work that can actually pre be presented in, in the form of a publication, be it electronic or paper, um, that will be a resource uh, to the policymakers as they move forward. Um, we fully intend to bring all of ABI's technical and multimedia expertise to bear uh, as part of this program, in addition to the fact that we'll uh, be publishing the, the papers. Um, we will also, following the, the symposium, put these same issues uh, up as issues on the, the so-called town hall segment of our website, which will permit additional post-conference contributions on these topics. And that content will, will also add to the, the conference-generated content uh, and be available to policymakers as well. Uh, in addition, following the conference, there will be a roundtable discussion uh, conducted by uh, myself, the president-elect, and past presidents to discuss the symposium, what was said, whether there's consensus on issues, uh, and to highlight you know, what issues are likely to move forward and what might the possible resolution of those issues be. That roundtable discussion will also be published. But uh, again, the, the idea is that the end product uh, will be in a form that will be readily accessible to the people who will be studying these issues on the Hill as they happen. That sounds like a terrific uh, plan to uh, not only uh, inform the public, the Hill, all of our various uh, constituencies uh, in our membership, but but also allow member participation via the uh, town hall interface. Uh, members will be able to uh, read the comments, uh, see the debate, and, and post their own reaction and comments to uh, to what they've heard so that they can participate really in an interactive way. Uh, I think that's a tremendous uh, dimension that we're now able to um, integrate into the uh, symposium. Uh, we absolutely. And, and, you know, ABI has over 12,000 members. Um, and in addition to the, you know, the all-star cast we have as panelists, there is a tremendous amount of wisdom on these issues among the 12,000-plus ABI members. Uh, using the follow-up of the town hall segment of the website permits us to, to get some of that knowledge from people who might not be able to personally attend, engage in the Q&A, or be panelists, uh, but whose insights will be you know, every bit as important as Congress begins to look at these issues. And it's particularly important because, um, as you know, Sam, I mean, these are not academic issues at the moment. Uh, Congress already has some bills before it on these issues. Uh, it has, in prior sessions, uh, had bills on these topics before it, and it will undoubtedly have uh, bills before it in the future uh, on virtually all of these topics. Um, and there will likely be action uh, on these topics uh, in the aftermath of this economy. No question about it. Uh, we uh, really look forward to seeing a full house at uh, Georgetown University Law Center. Again, the dates are November 16 and 17, the Monday and Tuesday. 
And we especially look forward to the dynamic environment created by the topics and speakers that uh, you've assembled, Bob. Thanks very much for your work on this, and thanks uh, especially for joining us today. Uh, not at all. My pleasure. I've actually been involved in some of the planning calls for this conference already, and I can tell you that if the debate on the calls is <laughs> anything like the debate in the room, we're gonna, we will have a tremendous conference. There's lots to talk about. And uh, we thank our audience also for listening today as well. You can play or download more than 70 podcasts on current bankruptcy issues via our homepage at www.abi.org. Just click on the navigation button that says ABI Podcasts. Until next time, this is ABI Executive Director Sam Giordano saying good day.